All right, continuing our look at what's happening in the United States and the you know state of semi-paralysis uh, happening at the highest levels of the U.S. government. Uh, we are joined by Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent, live from Washington, D.C. Barry, <laughs> how are you doing? Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Great to be back on with you. Um, I mean, this is a big deal. The first time ever that we have seen a defenestration of the Speaker of the House of Representatives. But... On the other hand, I mean, you've, you've had a division between the House of Representatives and the Senate and the and the, the presidency uh, that has resulted in semi-gridlock, or is that an oversimplification? Has, has business actually been getting done and now will really grind to a halt? I mean, what's the real impact? No. Look, uh, it's complicated. I don't think it's terribly important. I think that uh, there will be a resolution over the next few weeks. But I don't want to contradict what you said. I mean, when you mentioned defenestration, <laughs> that, you, that was back in the 17th century in, in Prague that they threw these guys off of balconies, and that's how they <laughs> dealt with uh, not liking people. Yeah. But look, uh, Kevin McCarthy is finished, and I'm the first to say I was really wrong because this weekend I thought he was a strong man. Mm. I thought that he would sail through this challenge from these very conservative, very curious bunch of renegade Republicans. But he didn't. But isn't it interesting, less than 24 hours after his demise, mm -hmm. you've got two rather senior Republicans in the House saying, oh, hold it, I'd like the job. Hmm. And that's Jim Jordan from Ohio, a former boxing wrestling coach. He doesn't like to wear a jacket with his suit and tie. He, he appears just in shirt sleeves. He's a combative fellow. He's the guy who's going after Hunter Biden in the House. He's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And then you've got Steve Scalise, who goes around now on crutches because he's got a um, blood disorder. And he was shot some years back at a congressional baseball game practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, he's from Louisiana. He is the, the, the whip in the House of Representatives. So those are two senior people, and they both said we'd like to do it. The way it's going to work, Andrew, is that the House is out of session now until next Tuesday. Tuesday, they'll come back and assess where they're at. They'll take straw votes of who they think might be ahead. And then Wednesday, there will be a vote to determine if anybody's got a majority, and we'll know a lot more by then. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but right now, the House of Representatives has one line of business, which is select a speaker. Nothing else happens until You've that You've got happens. that right. Yeah. You've got that right. Now, the committees can operate, and the Senate, of course, is in session, mm. and committees within the House can function, but most members have gone home. And, uh, you know, it is unprecedented. I don't want to yeah, yeah. diminish what you've been saying. No, I, 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 we'll do, see. I do want to get into the economic impact. But first, I mean, like, I mean, you, you've outlined a couple of people, uh, you know, quite reputable and have a chance of maybe taking the speaker. But uh, you're saying that they, they don't feel like it's a poison chalice. It seems like these this small band of hard, uh, you know, what they call the hard right in the United States. They, yes. They've kind of played the long game and won in a previous round of negotiation on issues. Uh, they negotiated to make it easier to get rid of the speaker. And now they've. They've they've pulled that trigger that they engineered, and I mean, isn't anybody coming to the position after that going to have to deal with that same situation because it's yes. been, it's been baked into the rules now that one member absolutely 
can, can put a motion. Yeah. And both Mr. Jordan and Mr. Scully say, oh, hold it. We can unite the party. You mm -hmm. know, the very thing that Kevin McCarthy said. But of course, we remember it took 15 votes back in January yeah. for, for Kevin McCarthy to win the speakership. So this could go on, but it's complicated. But I don't think it's a disaster. By mm. the way, the, the Democrats could have uh, gotten their Ukraine aid if they would have had some of their members vote with the Republicans to support Mr. McCarthy. They chose to operate as a block and say, no, you figure this out. And, you know, the Republicans have only got a five seat majority in the House. So and the rest is history. But I mean, if there had been, you know, a handful of Democrats that had a broken because they were able to make cut some kind of a deal to get something out of it, they would have. But I, there was a real sense that Kevin McCarthy doesn't honor his promises. I mean, a lot of Democrats oh, said, I, well, that, why are you, you know, not, that's you know? We hear this now. Yeah. We didn't hear this for the previous six months. No. I mean, it's, 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 I find this rather bizarre that that dominates both from the Democrats and the rebels within the Republican Party. Oh, this guy was always, you know, duplicitous. Well, I'm not sure he was. The fact was he seemed to be getting things done in a way that was surprising because mm. people thought back in January, oh, he only lasted a few weeks. Well, he lasted, what, six months, mm -hmm. eight months? House House of Cards. Um, <laughs> it is, isn't it? You know, the, the, the later version. I, I do have to I do have to tip my hat to the original British. But yes, the, you know, famous American version. Um, so so I mean, but what does this mean on the economics front? What business is not going to, to move forward? that people were expecting to move forward before the end of the year that'll have an impact in the economy. I mean, obviously, the defense industry is probably not going to be happy if there's less spending on, on uh, you know, being, money being shoveled their way to support Ukraine. But w what else? I mean, what other industries? Oh, no. Look, that's hurting? not the case, Andrew. The, the money, that, that deal is good until the middle of November. Mm. And that's unaffected by the problems of not having a speaker. Right. I think a lot of people would say, well, thank goodness they're not in session. They're not going to spend any more money. You know, the, the priorities are different, of course, because mm -hmm. there's deep divisions. But that all goes forward. And by the way, on Ukraine, Jordan, who I think is probably the top contender for, for the speakership, uh, Jordan says he doesn't much like the Ukraine aid provision. So that could hurt the Democrats. And if the Democrats really wanted something, they could have had a few of their members vote with the Republicans and they would have gotten their, what, additional $13 billion for Ukraine. By the way, the Ukrainians have had from the United States $113 billion mm. since that war started. So mm. 13 or $37 billion, how much they were going to ask in this latest legislation, and there'll be more. Yeah. I mean, war, war ain't cheap. Uh, were there any other industries that expected to be uh, affected by this? I mean, were there, you know, were there, were there subsidies yeah, I, for the look, green Look, the, the Ukraine aid is clearly delayed. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. But let's not forget, a majority of Republicans and a majority of Democrats want that. Mm. Okay. The the president announced his plan, his latest version of a student loan debt forgiveness. I mean, I guess he just announced it. Was there any expectation that this was going to be getting on the legislative agenda anytime soon? Or is that 2024? No. no, because he's doing out? that by executive action. And, uh, you know, he's had several different plans to uh, curry votes among the students and the post education students who have this burden of debt 
and he's just proposing the latest version of that. It's uh, rather complicated. And will that happen? We don't know. The Republicans don't want it, but the Republicans <laughs> at the moment don't function very well. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, Joe Biden's tried this before. The Supreme was challenged in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court That's said, right. no, you can't just write That's off right. people's they debt have to using go taxpayer forward. money. I yeah. mean, so, yeah. I mean, uh, do, you, do you think this might be a certain degree of posturing? Maybe he's going to keep throwing these up. Of course. Up. You know, students will be like, well, at least he's posturing. trying. Yeah. We've got an election coming up in just a bit over a year. And we've got Iowa for the Republicans, the Iowa caucuses coming up in January. That's only, what, four months away. So, you know, we're coming into a political year and we've got a huge deficit. Our deficit will now be, what, 8% of gross domestic product or $1 trillion. So, you know, we've got to deal with that as interest rates go up. Jeez, Barry, I, I'm a big, f I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, alert to the problems of debt overreach and uh, fiscal woes. So you and I will have to get into that another time. It's always great to have you on. A great way for me to come back to the show after a couple of months off. Thanks for joining us today. Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent.